the internet, and welcome to season 146, episode 3 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Fox News, fuck Russ Limbaugh, fuck Buck Sexton, fuck Ben Shapiro, hey. and fuck Tucker Carlson. It's Wednesday, August 12th, 2020. My name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I heard there was a special test that Donald took and he owned the left, <laughs> but you don't really care for Fox News, do you? It goes person, woman, man, camera, TV, that's right, he's cognizant. Fox reporters spreading propaganda, propaganda, propaganda. Uh, that is courtesy of Samboni Zamboni, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Miles Gray, aka, um, you're whack, you're twisted, your girl's a hoe, you're broke, the kid ain't yours, and everybody know your old man think you're stupid, you be like, so, I love my baby mother, I'll never let her go. And that is inspired by Darkman X himself, Earl Simmons, uh, one of the greatest rappers, YO in the building, R.I.P. Boomer, you know what time it is, double R, all day. Uh, thank you to everybody who got such a kick out of Ben Shapiro rap tunes. I, I think. Oh, I was gonna say that is the song, right? Those are the. Oh yeah, lyrics. but you know, I'm just gonna start yeah. just doing like grimy rap lyrics. Uh, grimy as, shit. Yeah, but like really owning it, because there's a few DMX freestyles like you could actually not even say out loud in the year 2020 yeah. without being arrested. Uh, yeah. But you know, I will say this: I, 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 I like the energy, the support for the Shapiro, uh, the impersonation. So I will, I will try and hone that one in. Uh, and yeah. some people, to the point where I was freaking some people out who thought they were listening to Ben Shapiro. Yes, I right. think our guest today said that, said that he had that experience where he stopped paying attention when I was talking. Uh, <laughs> and then you started talking to Ben Shapiro again. And he was like, wait, did they go back to the recording? Was that Miles? Uh, and how how quickly uh, till Jack starts talking again, and I get to check out again? Well, uh, well we I quickly are th- switch over to Marin. <laughs> <laughs> We're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious, the brilliant, the talented, the writer of many a story that we cover on this daily zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. He is Mr. J M McNow. Boop 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 six 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 six. <laughs> hey guys! Wow, JM, good one. <laughs> that was great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm here in my living room in another country. But, yeah, um, yes. We were just reminiscing how you were the like you know you were our last show we recorded when we were doing our live tour in yeah. Toronto, and uh, just thinking of like how we just looking back at that, we're like we got on so many planes and shared so <laughs> many drinks and joints with people. Ah, oh, by the grace of God, yeah. go I. The the open mouth kissing segment of the show, I yeah. think in retrospect. Well, was Jack and I are big, low. you know, we're like Isaiah Magic fans, so we like to start the show right. with a nice kiss up like half court. <laughs> That's right. Uh baby kissing. Oh, I will, know, I'll ask this. You grandparent know, kissing. I read so many stories about how like, you know, fucking Americans just trying to invade Canada is at, at times there are people like sort of seeing an influx of people trying to enter or people that are there, and it's annoying the people of Canada. Uh, quick vibe check up north. What's going on, Jam? Is that a whole vibe? 
It's, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a vibe. Uh, I, I think people are pretty into the idea of keeping the border shut. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't even know if I should be talking to you right now. <laughs> right, right. I think there was a story about like a couple that snuck in across the border and was fined something like 30 grand or something. Mm. Uh, but there are still like, there are still international flights going in and out, I think. Right. And, but you have to quarantine. But like the border where you drive across, I don't think you can. And they're like, We're, nope, just know. going to Alaska, man. Just that's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Not staying, bro. Just gonna power just through, passing through. But uh, and, you know, everything gonna, here is yeah. on the honor system. So right, <laughs> that would be. But cool. also, right. just really quick, how's Qualicum Beach on Vancouver Island about now? Fun. Okay, I'm not that I'll go there. I know it's out of the way, but I'm I am going to Alaska. Not anywhere, <laughs> not Alaska. There's another thing that people were saying is a lot of fake Alaska on the way to Alaska people, uh, and then like camping places. So. Uh, I think also, well. also a lot of Americans like own cottages in sure. cottage country around here. So I think they kind of came in early and uh, and were able to kind of hole up up there and, you know, write Got their manifestos. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but we will, you know, if, if you try to come across the border, we will find you and then, you know, probably apologize for, <laughs> for the fine. <laughs> so, so sorry about this. Uh, now, I know that uh, in and around your uh, area, it's pretty bad because you had those super spreaders come through right at the start of the uh, pandemic. But in general, is Canada like are things uh, I was referring to us, but uh, yeah, are yeah. things mainly yeah, open? Uh, so the joke was that, uh, Miles and I were uh-huh. on tour right. and, uh, as we previously referenced uh-huh. two minutes ago, uh, now what, what is the, but during the pandemic is what you're saying. Right. And, and then, therefore, so and then people by super spreader, I meant, uh, COVID, uh, 19 cause uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And what I was asking jam is what, mm. uh, pandemic wise, least speaking, uh, how, how's Canada doing? Uh, I think generally like doing okay um i know like here in ontario the numbers have been pretty good for a while now but they're you know opening more stuff up uh just in the past couple of weeks like bars and movie theaters and things that are a bit worrying yeah and then that's you know (laughs) open the bars just in time for uh reopening schools which is the big kind of debate a lot of people aren't happy with how schools are being reopened here but it's different all across the country but Mm -hmm. so i think we're kind of in a you know i I know some areas like out west like we're doing better and then had some outbreaks uh again but like generally speaking i think i think we're kind of at a crossroads because because we're coming to schools reopening Right. I think that's going to be the big decider in terms of whether or not we kind of stay on a a positive course right. in terms of the numbers or whether or not we see everything, you know, go to hell and yeah, <laughs> when schools reopen. See it, see yeah. it start looking like a little bit of the U S of A. <sighs> you know, we've always wish tried to anyone. emulate you. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I feel uh, like, tip, um, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like bars really need to be the very last thing that we open. They're uh, not right? necessary. Like, if anything, like I get it. Like, oh, if you got to get your your sip on because that's your thing. Like, yeah. keep the liquor, liquor store open. Stay open, but yeah. you ain't got to. You know, just learn how to make it work on Zoom. Yeah, or fucking it's... across. Just holler across your street. Right, but not yeah. into each other's faces like you do at a bar. 
Yeah, the, I mean, yeah. it's also just like it's it's literally they manufacture a product that will make it harder for people to you know be responsible in terms of safety precautions right. <laughs> in terms of not kissing or screaming into each other's mouths right. yeah. or uh, singing "Sweet Caroline" at the top of their lungs into each other's faces. Neil um, Diamond has been a, been a super spreader for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, I think there was actually a bar in Europe that uh, had to ban uh, Sweet Caroline because, yeah, it was it was a bar, uh, Irish bar in Barcelona, ah. uh, I think, that uh, had to ban Sweet Caroline because it's such a, you know, you can't keep the Europeans from touching each other in the first place. And then you got these lyrics about hands Touch reaching out. out. Yeah. Touching um, me. Touching <laughs> you. <laughs> it is just one of those like torch songs. You're like, oh, here we go. A bunch of assholes going to start screaming. Ba, ba, ba. And you're By like, a bunch yeah. of assholes, I mean me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it also, you know, the, like it plays a lot at Arsenal song, uh, Arsenal matches too when we win. So, like, yeah. It happens. You know, there's anthems. What do you do? Uh, all right, Jay, I'm, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about. We're going to talk about Russia has solved the problem we've been talking about thus far. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the vaccine, um, or at least they claim to have the vaccine. Uh, enough. This is one of those times that we're hoping that uh, Russia intelligence hacking is uh, really up to par and is just crushing it, and they have all the best information. Uh, however, the fact that they're rushing into it uh, is worrying for a couple of reasons. We'll talk about those. We'll do a quick Trump BS roundup. Uh, we'll do uh, a weird news story I hadn't noticed, Miles, that you flagged is that the TSA has seen a spike in people bringing guns onto airplanes yeah. or trying to, yeah. um, which is very strange. Very idiotically, yeah. Uh, We're going to check in with a couple stories, actually, that we've uh, covered in the past. First of all, we're going to check in with uh, Smash Mouth uh, and how their performance went at that uh, Sturgis motorcycle rally. Uh, And we're also going to check in with uh, Ben Shapiro just just doubled down on his cell phone by being like, my wife's a doctor, and she says uh, peas are not supposed to get wet at all. That's a problem. That's a problem. If they do, uh, you should call the police. Um, Anyways, uh, we're not really going to check in on that. I just wanted to bring (laughs) that up because we talked about it yesterday. Uh, We're going to talk about Dr. Pepper. We're going to talk about uh, the Trolls franchise and some of their merchandise that has uh, caught the eye of QAnon. And uh, we're going to, of course, ask the question uh, we try to ask as, as often as possible. What's going on with that Mr. Peanut? Uh, he his storyline is endlessly fascinating. Oh, it's uh, continuing. But, yeah, just I don't know. When this he died, to... just like fuck, he died. Great, fuck it. Yeah, and there's a baby, but like I don't care. I'm not invested in that generation of the peanut family. There, there's greater appeal there than I think I realized because people do seem to keep uh, talking about it. Um, anyways, but first, Jam, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Uh, well, I was looking into, uh, my kids are really into the Muppets right now. Mm-hmm. And specifically, they've been watching like the new Muppet Babies. And there's no Muppet watched, Babies? There's a new Muppet Babies. Oh, uh, You're not talking um, about Scott Gardner's Tiny Fuppets? Oh, I love Tiny Fuppets. No, With no, no, no. Kremit? Is, I, 
Current. On, uh, <laughs> I think it's like a Disney Plus thing. Okay. Uh, just a sidebar. Dude, the Scott Gardner animation Tiny Fuppets is the funniest thing because it's the most blatant ripoff of Muppet Babies, but like the thrust of it is That's that it's joke. not a ripoff and like they fight to like tooth and nail. Like at one point the creator of the show comes on to like set the record straight. But it's like, how could it be? This frog is called Kremit. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. People need to check it out. Uh, sorry, Scott anyway. Gardner is a genius. Uh but so what what you were looking around at uh well, Muppet, Muppet Baby stuff? I was specifically looking to see if there was any kind of continuity to the Muppets mm-hmm. that would make sense mm. of it. Because we also watched like the first Muppet movie, which is about how they all met when they were not babies. Oh, uh, when the they're road. full full grown what Mupps. The fuck. Yeah. So I was trying to reconcile that. I was like, is there any kind of explanation? So I, I did Google it. Uh, this sounds yeah. like an episode of After Hours, by the way, where you would yeah, like totally. hack, <laughs> recreate the whole background. Of, um, well, so, people have. That's the thing. I looked it up and there were like a lot of people have, have dug deep into this. Like I found one. There was like a really long essay on Medium called The Muppet Babies Cannot and Should Not Be Treated as Muppet Canon. Oh, uh, wow. Interesting. I, found, I thought the, like the best explanation I found was like someone posted on Reddit, basically suggesting that the the first movie and like the TV show where you see the behind the scenes that's the real Muppets, and then the movies in between where and like the Muppet Babies are are all things that like the Muppets have, done, have acted in, right? You know, because like the Muppets get meta a lot of the time, right? Like there's... exactly, yeah. Uh. So, right. so that by that token, like the Muppet Babies was like them selling out in the eighties, you know, right? Yeah, I mean, right. I for a Saturday intro. morning cartoon. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, and it, there's so many like eighties pop culture references throughout, so it it makes sense that they're just like trying to cash in on a uh, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg style right. things. Yeah, um, so it does it does make sense, you know, if if you do a bit of work, which I did because we're in the middle of a pandemic and. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we that. got to do. Uh what what's up with uh what's going on with Nanny and the new uh Muppet Babies? Nanny is there. Uh, it's the same deal. You only see her legs, but she's voiced by Jenny Slate. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. Who, who so this might be good. a new generation of Nanny, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh is she still rocking the striped uh leggings? She is, yeah, and you don't see her, and you don't get any, you know, inkling as to why she don't need to ruin in the time. It's like, dude, all right, nanny, get out, bro. How Not did you pick? What did you picture nanny looking like as a kid? Did you have a? I always pictured like a blonde woman, kind of looked a little bit like a grown-up Penny from Inspector Gadget. I think. Hmm. I actually, it's weird. I intentionally avoided trying to think of what nanny looked like. Because I was having trouble, like, I was like, well, if these people look like this, and if they do a Star right. Wars episode and they look like this, then what does this person, I'm like, I don't even want to go there. I would just yeah. take it as shin I'm down. The same way. Just like, you know what, whatever, you're in the way because it's about the Muppets. And thank you, Nanny, for everything you do, but please get back to Fozzie Bear. And yeah. you know, I'm the same with podcasts. I don't want to know what, what you people look like. Oh, yeah. No right. one does. And when they do, yeah. for, like, for listeners who have not looked us up, do not. Just, just keep it, make it pleasurable for you. Just, just enjoy the voices because our grizzly are so surprised by the tats. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, by the neck tats that I bring to the table. And you know, I kind of rushed into getting those four Audi rings as a neck tattoo, but you know, I think it looks cool. (laughs) Uh, Jam, what is something you think is overrated? 
Uh, for overrated, I put down uh, Kevin Costner. Overrated. Sorry. Overrated. I, I thought you said Kevin Costner was overrated. Did, did overrated. you think I said you underrated? Said no, no. Kevin Costner, the actor, is Kevin Costner. underrated, right? Or well, you think said, about it. You said it's overrated? There's a lot of good Kevin Costner movies. This episode right? is over, Jam. I'm so, no, I'm just joking. Go ahead. There's a lot of good Kevin Costner movies. I'm not going to say that Kevin Costner movies are bad. I love a lot of Kevin Costner movies. But I struggle to think of like a Kevin Costner movie where he was forced to emote or do anything other than maybe throw on a pair of glasses. And like, like furrow his brow? Yeah. Like yeah. He's not a good actor. He's and not. I think he just he just kind of got great. Uh, like he's on a show now that's right super now. popular. I don't want to do, right do this. Oh, right is he? Now. What's the show? Yellowstone, and it's fucking oh, tight, right. bro. It's the number one fucking drama on cable, man. Yeah, Here, it's got Sawyer from Lost in it. I think movie star and actor are two completely separate, uh, like skill sets. I think he is a great movie star. He's the best example of somebody who has all of one and none of the other. Like he right. is not an actor in the least bit. He just knows exactly like where to be and how to look and everything. And like, that's, that's why there's like these really handsome dudes who become good directors because they become movie stars without being really good actors at all. They just like know everything. Like Kevin they're Costner just, just looked like everything. what, like, like a, you know, the the kind of dude that like women just loved back then like he just had that vibe of like that's what the star is and then he just had to merely appear in like the context of being like star guy and it was like good enough yeah. man Robin Hood yeah. don't care if you can't act great bodyguard sure does he have like a suit on <laughs> and he'll just like get do scary stuff great I mean I did like Wyatt Earp but I don't I don't know if I liked him in it. <laughs> so actually, this is what to I'm saying. Point, yeah. Oh, you know what though? I can't. Waterworld. I don't even talk about it. the Waterworld. Is untouchable. Fantastic. He spoke Portuguese Greek in it. That was some range. And he was had gills. Thank you. Rest but I still case. think like bye bye Waterworld. He you know he could have been bonked on the head as an Iowa farmer and woken up in Waterworld. No, but it's, right. it's, 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 it's just it's more than that. It's more than that. It's more than that. <laughs> More. Wait, I'm sorry. Do you know Iowa farmers who have gills behind their ears, Jam? Because no, no I'm saying if he kind of like if it was like a dream, if all of Waterworld was a dream sequence that like the guy in Field of Dreams was having, <laughs> it would make as much sense in terms um, of the performance. But he, he played, he played the hell out yeah. of those ear gills, bro. Oh yeah, I mean that's like, true. You could tell he had ear gills from the start. I feel bad because he did convincingly drinking his own pee. That was, right. <laughs> that was but it. he converted it to potable water. But yeah, he really does. He has no. I remember as a kid seeing him win uh, like best director and best picture for Dances with Wolves, and I got angry. And I was yeah. seven. <laughs> and no, I don't know why. Sure. I was like, man, fuck this guy. I don't know why. I have it's no fucking idea why. But I, I have a very visceral, like this very strong memory of watching that happen and being like really dissatisfied with it. A lot of those uh, handsome dudes who become really good directors make movies that don't really hold up. And I feel like Costner, Ben Affleck, some of those, uh, Mel Gibson. Like when you go back and watch Braveheart, it's pretty, I mean, pretty just, rough going. It a lot was of the time. up against Godfather 3. 
and it and it beat Godfather three. You beat Francis you Ford. Godfather? Yes, dude. That shit's the <laughs> sickest one. And to see yeah, I mean, I, Kevin I, Costner I win over Godfather fucking three, that's horse shit. And y'all know it. Uh, that's the shit. sickest one is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best one, but it's the so tight. One, dude. That helicopter the other two didn't scene even is have so Andy Garcia sick. in them. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, what is something you think is underrated, Jam? Uh, underrated. Uh, I was just thinking about uh, physical media and and DVDs and and Blu-rays, which I still buy because I don't know if you guys saw that. There was an article this week that you know. A lot of movie nerds were talking about on the internet because Disney is not going to make uh, 4K, 4K copies, yeah. Blu-rays yeah, of their live action stuff, which is a bit concerning because it could be like them dipping their toe into the water of, of not making physical media. physical media anymore, which is you know extra problematic because they own a streaming service and they own a lot of movies at Fox. So I, I don't know. I could foresee a world where, you know, you can't watch Die Hard unless you pay a premium at Disney Plus, or you know, it, yeah. who knows? But you know, right. if you have it on DVD, you can watch it whenever you like. Yeah, and 480p, you know, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. Oh, I should, yeah. Um, no, but get a Blu-ray. Get it. Get it. Get it now while you can. If if it's a Disney or Fox there are certain or things like I just found out. Uh, Dave Schilling tweeted that Kids in the Hall Brain Candy is not available on DVD anymore. No, well, first of all, I it's love out that of print. Movie. I love that. I uh, I own I own uh, Brain Candy on DVD. Like th- those are just certain things that are canon to me that I I own physical copies of. But it was like interesting to even hear that. I'm like, damn, like there's a whole like people need. To- oh man, there there are some movies uh, that aren't on streaming. Like uh, I do a, a movie podcast, and we just talked about Cocoon, and oh, that's really? not on anything. You can't get it. Damn, I remember it's that only on DVD. That movie freaked me out. That's what the, all the old people in that uh, like entertain or that retirement community. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, terrifying. Because yeah. they weren't they all like chilling in cocoons, like in a pool or some shit at one point. It's yeah, it's alien cocoons in a pool. Basically, make uh, senior citizens horny. Yeah, the, that's the right. They're like, I don't know what happened to me. Must have gotten <laughs> a lot of people cocoon. don't know this, but that movie and uh, Gremlins shared footage. The cocoons in the pool were both. They just. The, uh, uh, that is a conspiracy theory. Is batteries not that. included available on DVD? That's a good question. You know, if we're really going to get down to brass tacks, like that better be out there in physical media, uh, physical copies of that. Well, one. it probably I is. Well, Cocoon, you can get on DVD. It. You just can't get it on digital anywhere. Right. Ugh. Yeah. We hate to see but I do feel like this may be as good as the access gets to movies and TV shows and like streaming. We have a glut of streaming, uh, you know, entertainment available to us, but that is not the end game for these companies, right? Like they want to be able to eventually uh, make, make these things harder for us to get. I to, mean, it's so. smart. You do this short term, you, 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 you knock off the physical copies and you begin, you know, they're saying, well, people, it bleeds into our streaming service when people just have the fucking DVDs they can watch over and over and buy that. So we do that, get some more people in streaming. Then it'll, like physical copies will be a thing of the past that we then bring back out. And people are like, oh my God, get yeah. them all the copies. I mean, that would be, that's, that's, what they're, that's what they're saying in these boardrooms, Jack. That's what I'm telling right. them to do. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and finally, what's a myth, Jam? What's something people think is true you know to be false or vice versa? Well, there was talk a few weeks ago about how Superman is kind of all-American. 
Dean Kane said something about how Dean Kane's days... a fuckwit. Yeah, he said whoa, something like whoa, these days whoa, you wouldn't whoa. be able to say that Superman fights for the American way or something like that uh-huh. on Fox yeah. News. Uh, which is stupid. And I even feel bad for bringing up the name Dean Kane because no one should be talking about Dean. We were just talking about him. Wasn't it yesterday? We're talking about Lewis and Clark. I'm like, Lewis and Clark. It's in the zeitgeist, man. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's talking about Lewis and Clark. Uh, That's why I brought this up. No, but there's the sense that he's all American. I don't know if you guys know that, uh, that he was created, co-created by a Canadian. Yeah. Did you know that? He's uh, French-Canadian dad, right? uh, No, the the co-creator was from Toronto. Oh, wait, but isn't he, isn't one of his parents French-Canadian? Oh, maybe. Because I know, I know he's, his real name is Dean Tanaka. That's why my, I I, I think I mentioned this last time because my mom Oh, Dean Kane. Yeah, Dean Kane. Oh, you're talking about Superman. I'm not talking about Superman See, I'm still, I'm still hyper-focused on this, this man, (laughs) Dean Kane. Go on, I digress. No, it's okay, my... Miles, so that is a myth that we need to bust for you. Dean Kane is not actually Superman. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Look know, at him. Is... Look at him. <laughs> Look up Brussels Comic Con 2018. He okay. has the fucking curl. Yeah. He got the, the curl. The curl is legit. He he does like Superman is Japanese, vacuum. and that's the end of it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll fucking well, go. Man, we should just move on, man. No, you, okay, yeah, you, 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 you can make this episode real fucking weird real quick if you keep up with that Dean Slander. <laughs> that Dean Kane Slander. <laughs> Wait, the, the, uh, the co-creator of Superman is, a, is Canadian? Co-creator of Superman was Canadian, and, uh, and the early comics were based on Toronto. That's what, what he sketched. That's what... Uh, oh, the, shit. The Daily Planet was the Daily Star, which was named after the Toronto Star. So, you know... I'm just trying to make Dean Cain look stupider. Is my is my point? Yeah, idea. yeah. I mean, he's he's become wildly conservative now. He's really out there. He was on the I think the NRA like board of directors at one point. It's like right. a bona fide, <laughs> his bona fides. Where <laughs> a, a guy famous for making uh, for being a character on which guns did not work. Yeah, and we're like pretty <laughs> right. much useless. But he's like, yep, we got to protect these rights. Yeah, he's um he it, it his whole evolution has been very interesting over the years. Superman is an immigrant. He is a uh-huh. journalist. He is a... I mean, those are the two main things. He's anti-guns. He's always, like, bending guns and shit, and he was anti-nuclear proliferation in the 80s. So, fuck out of here with that. He's only American shit. But he's, like, always damseling women and shit. It's like, yo, come on, bro. Like, you know, pull up for the people equally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, one Anyways, thing I just Superman's want to say. A communist. Back to Dean Cain. Uh, I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you watch Howard Stern, Ronnie the Limo Driver, that guy who used to be on Howard Stern. He got busted using a photoshopped image of Dean Cain as his own headshot. Or headshot. <laughs> what did he photoshop? Just like I, made him like a little. Yeah, like thinner, I think it was just yeah, handsome. just slightly like making it a little bit more like him because like I guess there was some <laughs> overlap, but then people. He was using it for five years, and then he got called out. He's like, "No," and then was like, <laughs> "All right, yeah, I've been I've been using a Photoshop Dean Kane headshot." <laughs> That's great. All right, guys, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we will talk about uh, Superman's true home, Russia. We'll be right back. Uh-huh. 
And we're back. Mm-hmm. And yes, we know about Red Sun. We've all read it. So yeah, we know What's that. What's Red Sun? Uh, it's the graphic novel with uh, Superman. Is it, it reimagines a different world where instead of landing in a cornfield in Iowa, Superman lands in Russia and comes up as part of the Soviet Union. Uh, oh, and shit. Yeah, dude, I've read every word of that. Okay, And cool. in no way I am I just a... pretending like I have. Um, <laughs> and in no way have I just pre- been pretending like I have my entire life. Go ahead, Jay. I'd like to see a comic that imagines an alternate reality where Dean Cain was born in Russia right. and how drastically what? different the world would be. Wow. <laughs> Go on, say less, JM. Get on. I will commission this graphic novel right away. Uh, all right. Let's talk about Russia, though. Uh, Big Vlad, uh, DJ Vlad, Mr. Fuck out of here, Putin. Yeah, yeah. He has officially dunked on the world. Uh, because he has the vaccine. They've got it. He they, made it. They, they got it. His daughter's got it. He's like, sorry, I don't know about Ivanka, but my daughter is cured. Is fine. And she, what's the thing she does? Like competitive aerobics? What's does he only have that one daughter? I believe so. But isn't that the thing that she does? What's like the weird, very niche sport that she does that he's like, and I will build a, an entire center for this. Right. Uh, uh, I forget what it is. It is some kind of like very interesting. No, there's two. There's Yekaterina and Maria, apparently. So it'll be interesting to see which one has uh, been given the vaccine, which one he loves the most. the favorite. Yeah. I mean, so he comes out being like <laughs> the quote that, that uh, in the New York Times that they have from him says, it works effectively enough, forms a stable immunity. And I repeat, it has gone through all necessary tests. It works effectively enough. Is a weird. Uh, that's hmm. that is not the endorsement that you want to hear on anything. Enough that we could probably find the few people it did work on, and then pretend this is the you know majority uh, of of results. But yeah, the, so the thing about all the necessary tests is what a lot of the science community is really really uh, uneasy about. We talked about I think maybe last week or maybe Monday um, about how. Experts in the U.S. are like really worried about how the administration was just wanting to rush a vaccine and all these like phases of testing are so important. So they were like, you know, again, in this instance, they're like, please do not fuck around and skip parts of your testing just to score some propaganda points for your like so you can get your uh, approval numbers up a little bit in Russia. But this man is cutting corners like he's drifting in a 2002 Mitsubishi Eclipse Spider GT, just fucking skirting <laughs> through everything. Uh, the the, per, the body that developed the vaccine, the Gamalea Institute, quote, has yet to conduct phase three tests on tens of thousands of volunteers in highly controlled trials, a process seen as the only method of ensuring a vaccine is actually safe and effective. Hmm. So is that bad? Yeah. Might as well throw it out there. Just... See, you know, get people confident in it. And then uh, I don't see any way that this could backfire in a world in which uh, we can't even convince people vaccines are safe when they are safe. Uh, I, I, yeah. Oh, man. We've had some meetings, huh? Oh, just, with fire. The, just the injuries you see well, with these kids. So aren't some of the people <laughs> that they tested it on to the doctors themselves? Didn't well, they I mean, take it first? The, the they, fact that Putin's daughter is one of the people, I'm sure she wasn't like a randomly selected participant. Yeah, or you just right? say that to get the confidence of like, well, why would he put his own daughter at risk? You know, Because well, I mean? yeah. they were hitting like, soldiers imagine- with it first. And people were like, oh, really? You're just getting people in the military? And they're like, 
the the same line is when they're being like, oh yeah, we gave to these people, these people already, and they're like, without testing, like they were all volunteers. They all volunteered. Right. We didn't right. just like hit them with it and say it was another thing. Why would we ever do something like that? So, Can you imagine going yeah. to the doctor and being prescribed a treatment, and the evidence for it working was that the doctor's daughter had taken it and was okay? Oh, I would be like, like are you out? Are you serious, fool? Like, you want me to pay you money for that? Can I see like, your I, daughter right now? You're like, oh no, it man, doesn't she's in even the seem like they're faking any kind of evidence. They're just, <laughs> they're just kind of admitting to the, uh, to how scant the the research. Well, is. yeah. Well, I think the thing that's funny is like, yeah, the U.S., U.K., Canada have all accused Russia of like hacking and being like they're trying to get all this yeah. proprietary info on our vaccine research. Like, <laughs> yeah. so in a way, like, yeah, like to your point at the top of the show, Jack, it could be more of an international effort than we had even thought. Where it's like, yeah, actually, because on the backs of all this other research that's done, we kind of just just kind of jumped ahead and tried to put something together. Now, uh, uh, a few researchers or scientific experts have like pointed out in the 50s, Russia did this with polio, a polio vaccine um, where they're like, no, nah, we're good. We'll just roll the dice and like we'll we'll, we'll test it on our own children. Uh, luckily, that ended up working. So I don't know if they kind of got the same confidence going into this one where they're like, yeah, just fucking man. See what happens. But the, yeah, I think the scary part is the lack, the the sort of hit to people's confidence in the science sciences that could occur from something like that. But also like in the phase three trials is where a lot of the, like the real subtle side effects and these other things apparently are like picked up and they, they are able to catch them at that phase. So without that kind of testing, I can only imagine uh, how bad it could get or, you know, how how great it could be. Who knows? Right. It is interesting because Russia has always had, like, I think it's an apocryphal story that they would send, like, four people into battle with one gun and just, like, the person who had the gun would get killed and then the next person would pick it up. But I think it's kind of a good summary of the ethos, the military ethos. So, like, the idea that they would just... Be like, yeah, we're yeah, we're just gonna push this through, and some people are gonna die, and we're kind of good with that. I don't know. Ethically, certainly not okay. Uh, scientifically, might be valuable in a situation where you're pushing to get a cure faster than other countries. What's the over under that Trump just brings that thing over here? That vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, look, look at what happened. Yeah, yeah. My boy Vladdy just came through with the hot, hot vaccine. Tiffany's taking it. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. Tiffany's taking it. That uh, she that, can't get any worse. That so. one illegitimate yeah. one. I don't acknowledge. They've the, all got um, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm assuming that Putin is doing this uh, so help that him he to help Trump too, right? Well, I could also see him doing it to try and like have some leverage in negotiations oh but i mean God. he already has so much leverage yes yeah, he's even like it, like vladimir's like i mean at this point i would just be an, a real asshole you know right. <laughs> you, you can have this one it's fine donald but it's uh, they, but they are both kind of in similar situations where the you know the population is not happy with their performances respectively as leaders and they both would tremendously benefit or have a little bit of an approval bump by you know raw rawing a vaccine and then suppressing any stories about how it, things went terribly wrong or people who had side effects, et cetera. So. I do just want to say that we are recording this before Biden announced his uh, VP pick. Apparently, it's like imminent, like in a matter of minutes. So uh, you will know Ooh. that we 
Uh, we do know it because of our inside sources, but we've been told not to tell you guys yet. So yeah. we'll we'll just let you guys know that and talk to you about it on the trending or tomorrow. All right, let's do a quick. Speaking of uh, our fearless leader, let's do a quick uh, check in with his round of bullshit quotes for the past twenty four forty eight hours. Uh, he said that the Spanish flu ended World War II. Facts. Um, he said <laughs> that George Washington wouldn't beat him in an election pre-pandemic. Big facts. Uh, he said that if Joe Biden wins, everyone will have to learn Chinese. <laughs> what the fuck is... It really is. It's just... Like, He's, all we can do is laugh because we're at, you know, we're at, you know, we're in a bus being driven by this guy and we're like, I don't know what the... Does any can anybody do anything about this? Or like more op eds being written of like, please end this presidency now. But it's all fault. Like the, nothing's gonna change, and all we can do is just be like, he thinks he doesn't know anything, and he's clearly desperate to do something about anything. My hope was that we were in a bus, but I think we learned during the pandemic we're actually on an Airbus. We're on a uh, seven forty seven being yeah. flown by this guy. We're in a Concorde and- supersonic jet. Uh, with right. first-time pilot Donald Trump. Yes. I will say the, the, the Spanish flu World War II thing is weird because like, I, I think so much of the crazy shit he says is to distract us and you know, kind of change the narrative of, of what's going on. Like, I think a lot of that he does intentionally. But this was actually, he was really trying to make a point. <laughs> right. <this laughs> and just so completely fucked it up <laughs> that it just made him look so incredibly stupid. I, I mean, I think so one what thing is people- the point he was trying to make? I mean, long term, this is what happens. I mean, without that kind of research into the Spanish flu, then you don't have the scientists working on things that would later give way to the Manhattan Project, which then gave way to the atomic bomb, which ended World War II. That is how Spanish flu. I don't know. I mean, like, that's... His completely fucking up the pandemic response was actually good because... No, no, he's just saying... It's a bigger problem for people to solve. That was me just being very funny. He He's just confusing wars. Got it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even that timing doesn't really make sense. Right. Yeah. Is it? it didn't like, end yeah. World War One. It was like no. it exacerbated and caused a lot of deaths because everybody was together because of World War One. What are you a historian? What is this? <laughs> what is this bullshit? What is this? But that's what died. I mean. I think he was trying to I think he was trying to say something and just his brain <laughs> broke. And it all came out just right. like diarrhea. Yeah. He heard a smart point from somebody and if this is what happens to smart points in his brain is they get like melted into soup yeah and then come and then watch the ken burns show yeah the washington thing's great um i would have beat I his mean, ass you know his, his teeth uh, were actually slave teeth right they weren't wood so how woke is he George Washington would be freaked out by all the cameras and the airplanes and we wouldn't know what to do right yeah <laughs> he would have run away the degree to which he seems to be comfortable resting on the laurels of like how much he would have won by if pre-pandemic, like I, I think we should like steer in that direction. Get him to just be like, nobody could have seen this coming. I, I would have won. I would have been on Mount Rushmore. Just be like, yep, yeah, no, told, yeah. Ugh. Just let him live in that reality. Where it's just I just want to shout out uh, my African American Ja Rule. Him and I together hold on to past <laughs> victories for decades, hoping that we will still remain relevant. It's like really just—it's like what y'all you were you keep talking about the past. It's like Ja Rule being like, "Remember Holla? Remember that track, man? Before Firefest, man? Remember that song with J Lo?" It's like, okay, thank you, sir. Thank you, Jeffrey. 
Well, speaking of Firefest, we do have a a festival that is being celebrated as we speak. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last week, but what's the thing called the motorcycle rally? Sturgis, so- bro. Sturgis uh, is is happening. There's been some video leaking out of oh what it looks like. Not, it's not like, you know, only a couple of people wearing masks. It's like, if you're wearing a mask, you are going to be... You're Antifa. And we'll yeah, you're Antifa. <laughs> beat the brakes. Like people, people are not wearing masks, and when a camera is pointed at them, they mouth the words, fuck masks. That's what's happening right now in Sturgis. Smash Mouth's performance, which, you know, I would have saved for the last night, so you kind of have something to build to. Uh, mm. But Smash Mouth performed to... a. It's really funny to like watch the news clips where uh, you know people like on CNN they're doing voiceovers, so you can only see the Smash Mouth performance. You can't hear it, and uh, the the lead singer's like gestures and uh, stage presence very uh, reminiscent of somebody. I don't know. It looks like guy, like fifty year old guy trying to rap at a like wedding party or something like on the, on the floor at a wedding. Like he's just like remembering to make a gesture with his hand every once in a while. But anyways, uh, his quote from the middle of the concert was now we're all here together tonight and we're being human once again. Fuck that COVID shit. Hey, Uh, here's another one from Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck that COVID shit. Somebody, look, wow, <laughs> uh, it's really, woo. I, didn't, I, I wasn't aware how like completely harebrained that guy was, uh, like, I mean, because I was never a fan of Smash Mouth, and he was always just like a run, like living punchline, but man, to go up there full chest, be like, fuck that COVID shit, like, what are, is that a rival right. rapper, you know, like, you're talking about a fucking pandemic, right. like, it's so, the perspective <laughs> of it is so off. <laughs> COVID the rappers have been having a really hard year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> Fuck that COVID shit. Oh, oh. It's, yeah, but I mean, it seems like, based on who he was performing in front of, it seems like that COVID shit would be the, like, opposition, the all the scientific uh, facts around COVID and the preventative measures that were being taken, not just saying, fuck COVID, because... You know, the the interviews with people on the ground at Sturgis, they all think that the numbers are overblown, uh, that uh, it's great that they can go somewhere and not wear masks. So South Dakota's numbers have been, you know, very low because it's one of the least populous uh, chunks of land in the United States. And we'll see. I mean, I'm, great I'm, heading, white. I'm, I'm heading over there tomorrow. Yeah, so. yeah. So we'll we'll I'll get let you know how day, if I feel that uncomfortable. But I trust my biker brethren, man, to keep me safe. <laughs> me, a man of color among these bikers, I feel like it's good. it'll be all good. Great white. Speaking of uh, great whites, uh, great white had to apologize recently for performing in front of an unmasked crowd indoors. Oh, um, they already like have the wild yeah. track record. Yeah, they their pyrotechnic show killed a hundred people. That's once. right. That's okay. I was like, I know. I feel like the only time I've heard Great White was in relation to another concert. It was that. Woo. What's their song? Yeah. Na na na. Once bitten, twice shy, girl. I don't oh. even remember if that's the right. 
tone. Nah, that, I might have just been putting those lyrics. I don't ask for uh, your songs for the tone or the key, man. Do it for the energy. Right. <laughs> I mean, just as an outside observer, I kind of wish that these concerts that might, you know, cause like spikes of a deadly outbreak. Can we get some better bands doing it at least? Like, so it's worth it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is like the kind of thing, like, yeah, me in college, I'm like, it should be like lame bands, because like people who like those bands, like, just should like fuck them. Like, yeah, right. if you like it, fine. But like, oh, don't don't let that shit happen at like a fucking Radiohead show. <laughs> <laughs> Dying for Smash Mouth. Dying for. Uh... Oh, by the way, JM. So you uh, wrote this story up for us, and you found out uh, that Smash Mouth is no stranger to uh, socially conscious music. Oh, that, that's right. I, I had no idea that the, the song Walking on the Sun was inspired by, uh, according to the guitar player, quote, the whole Rodney King thing, because uh, the world was so crazy at the time, uh, quote, we might as well be walking around a planet on fire. You oh. know, the sun, a planet on fire. Uh, yeah, that famous uh, planet, the sun. Famously. <laughs> it was a sort of can't we all get along song from the time when I wrote it. Cause <laughs> Wait, so who wrote it? The Not the singer? I guess the guitar player wrote it. Or he's claiming he wrote it. I don't know why you would claim he wrote that I song. I mean, I guess you get it. It ain't no joke. I'd like to buy the world a toke and teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. You know, <laughs> just, just buy the world a toke. Yeah, I know. No joke. I like. Is that the right yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. He also this said, "This is a love attack." I know when I bought it. It's like okay, right? It's a love attack. We get it. It's like they're really just trying to do that kumbaya thing. I've, there's a lot of lyrics in this motherfucker. But he, the same guitar player said it was. He said the song was basically a social and racial battle cry, which I did not get at all from that song. <laughs> Yeah. And just like fashion, it's a passion for the with it and hip. Mm-hmm. If you got the goods, they'll come and buy it just to stay in the click. So is he saying that uh, racial justice is a a fashion, a fad that people? Because hmm. uh, it's a very, I, I do remember analyzing these lyrics, uh, you know, when the song came out and we were all just d- dissertation like, was getting them tatted analysis of on, this song, right? on our back. But it's a very cynical song. It's like, so don't delay, act now, supplies are running out. I mean, yeah. I can't help but wonder what it would sound like if Ben Shapiro read those <laughs> So don't delay, act now, supplies are running out. Oh, oh, he would allow be if you're still alive, six to eight years to arrive. And if you follow, there may be a tomorrow. But if the offer shun, you might as well be walking on the sun. And also, just if, if it's wet down there, call a doctor. <laughs> Right. Call a doctor to all my female listeners. It's the one thing I can do. Please, please look out for the the wet factor below the <laughs> equator. There is like a dark point. It's like mama's handkerchief is soaked with her tears because her baby's life has been revoked. The bond is broke up. So choke up and focus on the close up. Mr. Wizard can't reform. No God like hocus pocus. That one felt a little bit real. That felt a little bit what's going on. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. Yeah, but wasn't the, the music video was them at like a pool party or something? Oh, yeah. It? <laughs> Absolutely. it was white guys in bowling shirts and fedoras. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, like, like the- Yasser Lester may have been actually on something about fedoras for freedom, uh, getting that cohort of people to just like... The guitarist was writing like some protest track and the lead singer was like, this song is definitely about a hot day. And yeah. Now it's well, tough wow, when it's wow, hot wow, outside. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
the lead singer definitely seems to be the asshole in the group uh, based on some, I mean some honestly of those the whole the whole band is there about. though. The whole band is there playing. So I don't know who's original, who like who's how many subs did they get? Also like I get it though too like you know you need to check but is this it? Is this the look for Smash Mouth? I mean to quote the lead singer uh-huh. uh fuck that covid shit. <laughs> You throw one more piece of shit on fucking stage, I'm going to come find your ass. I'm going to oh, beat yeah. your ass, whoever the fuck you are out there. You want to be a badass? Come up here. Come on. Come be a badass up here. Come on. Come on stage. Uh, that yeah. was during the preamble to All-Star. Uh, and then he went and fought somebody in the crowd while the band vamped the beginning of All-Star for uh, like 20 minutes. So is his was... band like that nervous and embarrassed family and he's like the so. aggro the patriarch where they're sure. like, get dad, get dad, pull him back. Yeah. Like that video that you saw went viral of the, the sons having to like lift their dad up out of the store because he was yelling at people wearing masks. Oh, he's like, come on, pussy. Wear a mask. You know it's fake. Come on, motherfucker. And like he was trying to fight someone and then his two sons who were also wearing masks so embarrassed like, dad, dad, come on. Come on. Mm. To the point where the dad, like the kid bear hugs his dad and lifts him up and like walks him out of the store because they're just <laughs> mortified. But it's also like, uh, I think we all, we've all seen families like that where like the, one of the parents is like wowing and everybody's got to do damage control. So maybe that's, what the, maybe that's the smash mouth dynamic. All right, guys, let's take one more break and we'll be right back. And we're back. So this is an interesting story. Airport screeners for the TSA announced on Monday that the rate of weapons uncovered at U.S. airports jumped to 15.3 weapons per million passengers screened in July from 5.1. That's it tripled. Um, Yeah. Which like so I guess 80% of the guns were loaded. (laughs) <laughs> well that's great they were fucking know. loaded it wasn't even like yo i got the blammer in my backpack don't worry i don't have any ammunition or anything like that loaded fucking guns bringing it on the plane and the rate of people going on planes that shit dropped by 75 percent. right i mean the cynical answer would be that the only people flying right now would be the ones who are this unaware of their surroundings to to bring i a think gun that on. There's like a few things, right? There's like the sheer panic about coronavirus. Some people, you know, a gun, uh, like ba- FBI background checks for gun purchases has been going up like since lockdown. But in the last two months, it's gone up even higher. So, you know, it's probably like a lot of freaked out people who are new, ignorant gun owners thinking like they're just like this, like having the fucking HK USP on you is like bringing an iPad on a plane or something. Like it's not a very, I'm not sure, like, it has to be out of ignorance. I don't know if it's, or else I think we'd be hearing more incidents of people, like, brandishing weapons on planes. Right. Like, just being like, oh, you can't can't bring that here? I just bought it. And the thing is, I like to keep the four or five on me, like Michael coming back from retirement, uh, that, or I'll keep two nines on me, like Wayne Gretzky. Uh Uh-huh. That is usually what they sound like. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Just quoting rap lyrics. Um, Was that David Lynch? (laughs) (laughs) the uh does sound like david lynch yeah that's just a good sign for the quality of new gun owner that america is uh yeah i can bring this on getting right now yeah and then like what are they thinking 
Exactly. Like, oh man, I got to get to this place, but I got to have that thing on me the whole time. Or like, I'm going to move here, but my plan is to stay protected when I go to this city to like fight off the hordes of desperate people. I'm it, The mindset is really like a, this like sort of, you know, cruel and unusual world sort of symptoms happening to people. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of people are, you know, getting guns because of, you know, the uprising that they see on their local news, which is framing it as, you know, they're only showing the uh, looting. And, and it's all out of know, context. It's just like, yeah, look at this. Destruction. Uh, so they're scared. And then, you know, that this is the only time they're leaving their house. So they think, oh, it's a war zone out there. Um, I don't I, know. I gotta stay hey, Zyking, if you uh, work TSA or you know people, you've seen something like that, what's going on? Who are they afraid Please of? Let us know. You know what I mean? uh, and Zykang, if you work for Dr. Pepper, we also want to know what's what going, is going on, on with y'all. Um, it so- is actually hard to find. I, I had trouble. I went to a 7-Eleven and I... Dr. Pepper is like one of the, I, I actually like Dr. Pepper in context. Uh, it start, all started when I started having Montreal smoked meat that is like gang member gave me outside of the show. Uh, and I started sipping it with that. And they don't oh, have really? it. Well, you, normally it's a cherry cola. I was, I was looking up like how you respect the Montreal smoked meat sandwich. It's really supposed to be a cherry Coke or, or like a janky cheap cherry soda. Uh, but mm. so I got like, I've been, I've been getting into my Dr. Pepper. That's like my one little uh, like soda indulgence that I do. Uh, and I was surprised. I was, the guy was saying, it's like, oh yeah, like it comes in and out. He's like, they're having problems. And I was like, sure, maybe like 7-Eleven's having problems. But then there was like this tweet of Dr. Pepper being like, look, we get it, man. We're going through some shit right now. <laughs> it's probably wow. because Dr. Pepper is trying to work on a vaccine at yeah, the same time. Yeah, he's on the time. front line. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. So the thing Uh, that they have, it says, having trouble finding your favorite Dr. Pepper product? We're doing everything we can to get it back into your hands. That means working with our distribution partners to keep shelves stocked nationwide while ensuring the safety of our employees. We appreciate your patience and encourage you to contact your local retailer directly for the most up-to-date availability of Dr. Pepper products. They won't give a comment on this either to elaborate. Dr. Pepper is like a huge like cult thing. I didn't realize that, but there's like all these... You know, famous people who would just only drink, like I think John Lennon would only drink Dr. Pepper. Forrest Gump, would, like yeah, Forrest Gump <laughs> liked him some Dr. Pepper. Uh, Hillary Clinton, big Dr. Pepper head, mm-hmm. big Dr. Pepperman. J. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Uh, uh, could be Anthony Kiedis. Uh huh. Okay, I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't Sergeant but, Pepper's the idea was from Dr. Pepper? Is that true? No. <laughs> Come on, man. We're riffing here, baby. <laughs> Wait, Sergeant. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, Wait, but did John I, Lennon really like Dr. Pepper? Yeah, he apparently oh, shit, okay. really loved Dr. Pepper. But I, I love that idea. That That's kind of the first time I had heard that of like a food that people are like, okay, you need to pair this with a diet Mountain Dew or <laughs> like something like, you know, a, a soft drink pairing. Like you always hear about it in wines, but that, that's dope. I do. I do like have very specific sodas for specific occasions. I do okay. like a cherry Coke uh, when I'm the at the movie theater. Oh, my the, God. With the popcorn. So good. You too? Oh, yeah. You know it. Oh, wow. Honey, this one's eating my popcorn. <laughs> Men in black joke. Yeah, yeah. Which... Isn't 
a joke. Joke it's just, like a, uh, a weird punchline that I'll no take. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't know what it what the setup was. Are you a Dr Pepper clan jam? Uh, I've had it. I like it. <laughs> I, I I you know I'm not a big fan. No, mm, I I, okay. wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what to pair it with. I feel too intimidated. To, uh, <laughs> right, exactly. And, and you know, you go to the fancy restaurant and like the waiter like tastes the Dr Pepper for you. Mm-hmm. And, right. You know, well, if you're having game, I suggest Dr Pepper. <laughs> uh, uh, as somebody who doesn't drink, though, it is real. Like you feel. Uh, less than when they're like, oh well, this pair you know, is wonderful. My wife, yeah, they talk about pairings for my wife, and I'm like, I'll have a diet coke. Yeah, can I get yeah, one of them totally. DCs, man? Yeah, could you and make you it said, extra cold? I like it with a. The this ice is a in it. this is a South Vide pheasant. Uh, will that pair good with tab? I'll have that. That sounds good. I'll have that. I, that would be dope if if waiters were like, oh, you know what's really good with this? Oh, non alcohol coke okay. heavy. Yeah. 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 Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Jolt. Yeah, we need a better yeah. name for like a, a more adult sounding name for soft drink. Remember when like when Harry Potter was popular and they made like more adult covers so people didn't feel stupid reading it if they were adults yeah. on the subway? That's what they we needed a soft drink that sounds like a more grown up thing that you can order at a restaurant. But how are you gonna get more professional and adult than a doctor, Jam? Right. President yeah. Pepper? Pro- professor. Professor Pepper. Ooh. Just Pepper M D. Let's get oh, Dr. Shit. Pepper tenure and, yeah. uh, right. and we'll talk. Get, wow. We need to find out his first name and then we'll just call him like Reginald Pepper MD or something. <laughs> his Red full Pep. name is Dean Kane Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, let's check in with uh, the world of trolls. Uh, it's been too long uh, since the movies? we checked in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Because we talked about Trolls that, right? World Tour. Uh, felt like. Uh, I was a, you know, Karl Marx having an acid trip of the future uh, of capitalism. Um, and so they, they have drawn the ire of the QAnon uh, community. Mm-hmm. There is a toy that went viral because uh, some, some Q supporters, some Q soaked netizens were were claiming that they that the doll had a button between her legs that when you pressed it would make a wee or a oh sound uh not true uh not not actually true uh but it because of the QAnon effect and the fact that they were able to gather like hundreds of thousands of signatures on a like online petition they pulled this toy off shelves um wait it, but where's actually, the button it has a sensor on the butt area because it's supposed to sense when it sits down and make like a funny noise when it sits down. And they turned that into uh, there's a button that you press <laughs> under the dress. And what? And then it's whatever. I I don't. Uh, that's that's so many leaps you have to take to be like what? It's there, and then yeah. it goes we. Oh no! Oh no! Uh well that's I I you know I'm sorry to that company that had to deal with uh nah maybe I'm not whatever yeah I don't care about the company <laughs> really don't also it's just, uh, it's just worrying sign of like Q becoming more that and confirmation more bias and, is just like, so fucked yeah driving the narrative the thing that really bugs me about this story is that uh the the Q people said that the toy by having that button sort of like normalizes like pedophilia for kids right. that play with it, which is 
and insulting and also just a real misreading of the Trolls movies. Because if you've seen those movies, and Jack, you watched them, right? Yeah, I did. The, I the character them. Poppy is an adult. Yeah, at the same time, I mean, as a toy for kids, you don't want like sexual anything on a toy for kids. So totally. Were yeah. that the case, I would understand people being like, hey, you know, get this shit out of my kid's toy box. But um, I, I just, it's, it's a made up thing that is like, you know, they have, they're co-opting big parts of the pedophilia, child sex trafficking uh, conversation, which is a problem, but they are almost doing the bidding of sex traffickers because they are making that conversation yeah, all like about fake shit. Yeah. yeah. Because and they're going after the trolls people. They're going <laughs> yeah, after the trolls that. people. They're going off after random pizzerias that have nothing to do with it. Meanwhile, yeah. like for people who get Steen yeah. and yeah, Clint, like they, they bring up Bill Clinton and I'm sure like, but yeah, not, let's but investigate not Donald Bill Clinton. Trump. It's always MAGAD this. It's like, right. yo, your man is in the photos, but you, you but suddenly you can't go down the path there. Because he's undercover, Miles. Come on. Because he's undercover, baby. He's yeah. Donnie Brasco. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's pedo Brasco. He's out here. It's, I don't um, know. The, the whole thing is so dark. And again, it's like so many people just trying to make sense of a world that's so fucked up, but arriving at like at that conclusion in a very like messed up way the quote from the q community was we have the power to stop the sexual exploitation and pedophile grooming of our children even with the fake news and big tech censorship we cannot be stopped there's too many of us who are awake keep fighting patriots god wins all right so this is an example of god winning apparently for god loved the world so much he removed the button from the troll doll's butt yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. John the censor from mm-hmm. the the censor. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, Jam, it's been a pleasure having you uh, on the show. It's a pleasure working with you every day that we do this show. Yeah, thank uh, you so where much. Where can people find you and follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Jam McNabb again. Uh, you can find uh, I do a co-host a movie podcast most weeks uh, called Rewatchability. Uh, which you can find, which actually I just realized, uh, I think the company uh, that owns the podcast was bought by Hasbro. So, you know, I support all of their decisions with the troll doll. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Whatever they did with that (laughs) is fine with me. Uh, And, uh, and yeah, just, uh, yeah, those places. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh yeah. I saw, uh, let me get it up here. I did see a tweet the other day. There was news uh, that they're rebooting Three Men and a Baby. And who is it? Peter Avellino on Twitter tweeted that they should get Zachary Quinto to direct it. And uh, that's a little Star Trek joke. The original was directed by Leonard Nimoy. And uh, and he plays Spock in the new ones. So it was a little little Star Trek. All right. All right. A little walk Mm -hmm. for our nimble minds. Uh, Miles, where can people find you and what's tweet you've been enjoying? Find me Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray, other podcasts, 420 Day Fiance, where, you know, I'm talking 90 Day Fiance, I as fuck with Sophia Alexandra. It's always a good time. Um, a couple of tweets I'm liking, and away we go. Uh, this one, a few of y'all tagged me in this tweet that was blowing up, and I understand. It was from at TZ Teach Us. It says, a 5'2 girl, a 6'4 man, a Blasian, and a vegan all sit in a restaurant. Who telling you what they are first? 
<laughs> Sometimes I don't know what I am or who I am. Um, another one from Reductress at Reductress. It's a this is a, a person with like a mask and like a visor on. It says how to give a blowjob safely with a mask and face shield. <laughs> uh, another one from at Joshua Hall. Joshua Holland saying. Ben Shapiro sharing with the world that his wife, a doctor, told him that wet pussy is a symptom of a gynecological problem is the greatest self-own in the history of self-own. Self-owns. It will never be surpassed. Other people can stop owning themselves because there's really no point. Seriously, that is a great summary. Rob Wisman tweeted, remember that Cameron Diaz movie where if she pushes a button, she gets a million dollars, but it kills one random person? Imagine braving that ethical dilemma for $9 brunch eggs. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's Ooh. where we are. Damn. Uh, and, and a tweet that I liked so much that I retweeted it was from Pixelated Boat. <laughs> just said, Ben Shapiro coming and immediately calling an ambulance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack oh, no. O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Yeah. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we riding out on today? This is a track by uh, a group called Hero. Uh, and I didn't know, I don't know what Hero is, what he's about, what they're about. I don't know what this artist is. Uh, but when I heard the track, it sounded like if like an algorithm got so smart, it could have become an R&B artist and started selling albums. Um, cause it has like a lot of vocoder on it, but like it still feels a little bit like very digital, but soulful at the same time. Uh, so it's just a fun little listen. It's called Rot in Pieces. Uh, oh, no. Very great title, but I feel like that's yeah. what like how like an algorithm would like misinterpret the sentiment of like a song and be like rot in pieces because <laughs> I will squeeze you till your life extends. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is a uh, yeah cry. Uh, this is hero rotten pieces. All right, well we're gonna ride out on that. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's gonna do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Nobody's gonna keep me from you.